we're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean, and you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work our off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't. We aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference. What I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right. It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have, and they ain't. All right, Bertia. Yo. You good? Yeah. I All just right. had to change the headset. It wasn't working. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> what's, up? what's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going about how you'd expect. Yeah. Good off start. To a, good start. Off with to a riveting start on a, on a Monday, a reaction Monday. Well, I don't know if you heard it since your headset was broken, but basically we just heard from uh, Jim Mora saying, I'm tired of saying coulda, woulda, shoulda. We're saying that, and they ain't. We ain't good enough yet. Yeah. Yep, that's right. More Jim Mora. It's going to be a Jim Mora-heavy year. We're almost out of this thing, though. Uh-oh. Is it going to be one of those today? Oh, yeah. There is no doubt it's going to be one of those. <laughs> there is no doubt. Uh-oh. I I've, can... already had, I've already had plenty of advice, uh, and I've been here a grand total of 45 seconds. Oh, some so. patrons there at the uh, casino have been telling you what needs to happen? Mm-hmm. What, uh, I'm interested as to what they what did, what did they say. Uh, I'm, I was busy trying to change a headset. I'm not exactly sure. So. Hey, you need to tell Brent, why, why don't we run the speed option on that fourth and two down there at the there in the field in the fourth quarter? That's my yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I am, uh... You're already defeated, and we're not even five minutes into the show. This is absolutely going to be one of those today. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm completely and totally defeated. I am. I don't know. I don't even know what to do, what to say. You know, I just continually get overrun with uh, all kinds of comments about the game and i i just i don't even know what to say anymore i don't well it sounds like the one thing in the entire world that you want to do right now is do a three-hour radio show talking about the game and fielding a whole lot of text today so you're in the right spot no 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 there is one thing i'd like to do less than that and that's do a one-hour television show with the head coach tonight Mm. so you know it'll be fine Get some barbecue over there. It'll be great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to this thing. Let's do it. And I'll say this: we'll we'll circle around to the entire team. I, I assure everyone out there. And like I said during Locked On, come on, let's go. Let's get your thoughts out. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine on the text line. Uh, I, I think there's a there's a lot of blame that needs to be placed on that loss. But to me, the majority of that blame is on the offense. That was a miserable performance against a defense that had been really, really bad this year. 
what were they? They given up like 40 points per game in their last five mm-hmm. games. Only had like two, three interceptions all year long. There is no excuse to throw out a complete offensive dud like they did on Saturday. And sure, the, the defense didn't play well late. Again, we'll get to all that. But to me, that loss is on the offense. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I, the offense definitely should have played better. Absolutely. But, I, you know, I think it is – I think it's a useless exercise at this point to try and figure out where the majority of the blame lies. I feel like it's equal all the way across. Hmm. I think it was offense, I think it was defense, and I think it was special teams. Uh, we had a chance to possibly win the game with a field goal. We missed it. We had a chance to possibly win the game – with a couple of touchdown drives, didn't execute. Had a chance to win the game by getting off the field on defense and fell short. So, I don't know. I it's Hey, had a chance to go into halftime up 10 nothing. You want yeah. to talk about special teams, and you let a big return happen and then a yeah. quick score after that. Oh, yeah. Special teams, you miss two field goals, give up a 40-some yard kickoff return, and – Give up uh, what was the fake punt on fourth and oh, God. ten or more? Yeah, something like that. Jeez, how do you know that's not coming? So that's about as uh, losing effort as you can get on on special teams. So, I mean, it's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's across the board. I don't know. Can you necessarily point at one phase to say? That's the one that's the, the biggest reason we lost it. I don't know. I think it's kind of a, a worthless exercise. Everyone had had their hand in it equally, I think. Uh, yeah, I, the offense only putting up 18 points. I, I see what you're saying. I still yeah. put it on the – I mean, that's, that's inexcusable, man, when Iowa State put up 31 on them uh, the week before. Yeah, no, that's a good point about the special teams because a few weeks ago it was, well – if nothing else, the special teams is really good for this team. And since that sentence was uttered, that has not been the case. It was not good last week against Baylor, and it was out. I mean, it was bad Saturday against West Virginia. It was real bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, it was embarrassing, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know how it could have gone so bad because this team is somehow playing below massively below their capabilities yep or do we have a roster full of you know ass kickers across the board i don't know maybe not but we don't have a roster full of nobodies Everyone, maybe except for just a very, very small handful of individuals, everybody is playing below their capabilities. And I don't know how or why that's happening. Yeah, they don't play um, they don't play as a unit. They don't have much of a backbone. They're not good in crunch time. Like, I, I guess it's kind of like your arguments previously is it's not on one particular side of the ball, it's everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a multitude of problems with this team. 
Yeah. Like, like Parker and I were talking about, winning is a skill. You and I have talked about that so many times over the past few years. They used to have the skill of they could play like junk for three and a half quarters, and they're still good enough to figure out a way to win late. This team doesn't. This team doesn't have. They don't have that skill. In no. fact, when it gets to crunch time, I felt it, and I think everyone else did. Of oh my gosh, this team's going to find a way to lose this game, not figure out a way to win it. Yeah. No, I uh, I agree. I agree, and I I just I don't know I don't know how we got here. I don't. It's um. I don't know. I just I don't even I don't even know where to go with it. What's the text line say? They'll tell us where to go with it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eleven, one for eleven on third down. That's the game. Well, that's that's a that's just one big part of it. Sure. One for eleven on third down, or one for thirteen on third and fourth down. However you want to look at it. Yeah. Can the loss just be on the whole team? Well, yeah, it can be. Yes, sure. That's kind of what I'm saying. That's my point. Hang in there, Teddy. We love you. Uh, Mark in Newcastle says, tuned in late. Teddy has gout. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you rather have gout than uh, suffer through this season? No. I think I might. No. No way. I don't want gout. I don't want any. I don't. No. My health is something I cherish. This is, well, it's not just a a hobby or, or something on the side. Obviously, it's more than that, but give me my health over that any day. So, other than the game, how was your trip to West Virginia? Other than that, Miss Lincoln, how was the play? Um, fine. It was okay. <laughs> we went to a, went to an Italian restaurant. That was good on Friday night. Uh, flight there and back was fine. Weather was beautiful it's a that is about as bad as it could possibly be for a football game it would it would have been better if it was colder and snowing than low 40s and pouring yeah, rain that team didn't that's, handle it very well i know that no Jeez. that's as bad as it gets uh we should throw these last two games so we can get a leg up in the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail because we don't have good enough players. This is what I hear when the media and coaches blame the current players and give the coaches a pass. I don't know. A couple of things. Well, pretty much every single thing in that text message is wrong. Number one, I don't know if you throw the last two games. I don't know that that's going to give you a leg up in recruiting or the transfer portal. I, I mean, I don't know how that's, that's possible. Um, yeah, this isn't the NFL draft. You, you don't. Right. <laughs> that's not yeah. how this works. Yeah, we don't. Get, we don't get first shot at the transfer portal, guys, because we have the crappiest record. Uh, the other thing is, because we have bad players, that's what you keep hearing the coaches say. We, I haven't heard a coach say that. Have you heard a coach say that? Um, no, I did hear Brent say that at some point they need to start being a little pissed about the way that they're playing. He said that on Saturday, but he yeah. didn't say anything about, um, and, and, and are they like, I, I had this on the rundown sheet today. I guess we can address it now. The fans are embarrassed. They're mad. The post game show on Saturday is exactly what you think it was, but like, what's the mood of this team? Did, did, did it seem like they cared all that much? 
I don't know. I have no idea how to gauge that. I don't. I, I, I don't know how to gauge that. And maybe it's a flaw with how I view the world, but I just can't imagine that a team is not motivated and ready to play. I, I, I don't know. If, that's, if they're not, then I have no way of spotting it. Because everyone's different. Not every guy goes out there and jumps around and and does all kinds of stuff in pregame warm-ups to prove that he's ready to play. You know, so I, I have no way of gauging that. I don't know. Hmm. Offense put up 18 points against a crappy WVU defense. Eric Gray is the only bright spot. That's from uh, Boomer Brady. We got about 80 more texts to get through. But in the meantime, we'll, we'll get to those texts in time. Can I even – I'm like, I'm, I'm out today to, like, at least make you smile or make you laugh before we get out of here at 6 p.m. today. And I don't feel like my odds as of right now – I don't think, feel like my odds are very high. What can, are you talking about? I'm in a fantastic mood. Can a, can a good Mike Gundy clip even get you in a better mood? Because <laughs> he had a few today, man. You got the keys to my heart. He you had a few today. You got the keys to my heart. Let's hear it. So this was Mike Gundy earlier today asked about playing against the balls in his first bedlam. Uh, hey, throwing some shots today, it's Mr. Uh, Gundy. Yeah, well, that's funny. I love a good quote from uh, from Gundy. Yeah, I'll mix them know, in man. today. It's, I've got about three or four from the press conference today that are solid. So, I have no idea what happens in this bedlam game. No early week feel. No late week feel. Totally clueless. I have no idea what our resolve is going to be like. No idea how prepared we're going to be. No idea uh, if our wide open receivers are going to catch layup touchdowns. Mm. No idea if we're going to uh, hurt ourselves with needless penalties mm. or Yikes. miss field goals. Or I have no idea if that stuff's going to happen or not. But... A good way to predict the future, Tyler, is to do what? Look at the spread and make your prediction that way. OU minus seven and a half. I was going to say go back and listen <laughs> to past Gundy uh, press conferences. <laughs> Either one works. Yeah. OU minus seven and a half on Saturday. Woo, buddy. Okay. All right. We'll not be playing that one. Well, I might. It might be the other side, but okay. Especially now that Spencer Sanders is probably going to play. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I I have no idea what we're gonna do, how we're gonna play, what the uh what the energy in the in the stadium's gonna be like, whether or not the guys are throwing in the towel on the season or not wanting to play for their coach or not wanting to play for each other. I have no idea. No clue. Don't even know how to take a guess at it. Right. Um, Yellowstone was more offensive than OU says the text line. No spoilers <laughs> please today. I'm gonna watch it tonight. No spoilers. All right. Did you see that other, uh, I guess, prequel to Yellowstone that's coming out with Harrison Ford? Uh, oh, there's another prequel yeah. to. Uh, I watched the other one. Was it 1883 or whatever yeah. it was? No, there, I did. I, I did not know that. But that 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 gets me excited. Okay. I saw yesterday there was a they put out a quick little 
teaser trailer. It's uh, Harrison Ford in it, and what's her name? Helen Myron. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Sure. Um, I'll go with Actress, it. she's going to be in it too. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's Hey, let's get into Yellowstone, huh? Want to go in depth? I, I'm willing to do that, yes. I don't have to talk Jeez. about missed field goals that way. Any chance y'all have another great Mike Leach soundbite? I do. I'll throw that one in there as well as he was yeah. walking off the field on Saturday. He was soundbite, soundbite heavy day today, I, uh, I feel. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Keep hitting us on the text line. 651-3439, hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. We'll be back. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. It's time for the General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It is a reaction Monday on The Rush. What does that mean? Well, we want your thoughts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Well, we got several texts that already rolled in. Burley Boomer says, you know who never drops the ball? You know who never lets us down? You know who always gives full effort? You guys, thank you for keeping us sane, Ref Army. That's very nice of you to yeah, say. Yeah, nicely done. Yes, I give full effort five days a week. Teddy gives it three to four days a week. But, hey, who's counting, right? I, I'm good for a full effort at least once a week. <laughs> uh, you wanted a Mike Leach quote? Here's Mike Leach Saturday uh, going into halftime. Beautiful. I love it. (laughs) Which brings up a great question. What the hell happened when they picked up that flag on that hit in the end zone? I I don't know. What what did Brent say after the game that they gave him a reason and he disagreed with it? That was... That was as as egregious as it gets, man. That guy wasn't looking to make a... uh, He gave himself up, man. It, yeah. like, and I thought that there could have been a case for targeting on that play as well. Uh, yeah, that is targeting, 100%. A player that's given themselves up is a defenseless player. And forcible contact to the head or neck, neck area is targeting, which is a 15-yard penalty, and under the current rules, which I disagree with, but ejection from the football game. There's, There is no... There's there's no way of looking at that play and saying it's not a 15-yard penalty. I don't care if the knee was in contact with the ground yet or not. The player was facing the back of the end zone, one yard away from it, clearly going to the ground, giving himself up. Yeah. 100% uh, no, that's a it, it was yard terrible. Penalty. And we haven't we we didn't hear any good reasoning as to why it was picked up. It's it's textbook, man. Like that's yep. not that's not a hard call. That's not that, that's an easy, easy one, man. He was in easy the back call. of the end zone, giving himself up, about to take a knee, and the guy just hit him in the helmet out of frustration. 
I don't, yep. I don't know how you pick that one up. And, look, I understand that there's many reasons as to why OU lost the game, but if that one holds up and they go from, what was it, a 4th and 10, a 4th and 25, oh, I, I don't think West Virginia gets it. Who knows? But that was that probably cost you the football game. I think it did cost you the football game, that penalty. Right. Well, it was. I, did it cost us the football game? I, I don't know. Impossible to know. But it was definitely one of the factors. All right. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. It was definitely a factor. Now, still got to get off the field on fourth and ten. Still shouldn't jump off sides uh, on fourth and fifteen. You know, there's uh, like there's still a bunch of things that we did wrong in that scenario. But it would have been nice had the officials not totally blown that call unbelievable did they get, did they give her was, was their reasoning they picked it up because he his knee wasn't down yet like was that I the reason no for idea. it i oh my god i've god. I never heard and i was going to ask you did they say anything what did they say about it on oh, the television they were broadcast? about as clueless on the television broadcast I, I i feel like their theory was well maybe they picked it up because his knee wasn't down yet it doesn't matter if his knee was down yet he was going to a knee it was obvious it was like a helmet to helmet hit I, it, right. that, that does not matter in this situation. And if that was the official's reasoning for picking up the flag, I mean, that, that's god-awful, man. Oh, that's terrible. There's, there's two rulings in which that play could have been ruled. Uh, number one was a personal foul, unnecessary roughness, targeting. Right? Yeah. And that's a 15-yard penalty. During the play, and that's offsetting penalties, replay the 4th and 15. And that player's ejected from the game. The other one is the knee hit the ground, dead ball, personal foul, uh, first warning, like if they don't call it a targeting. And since it's a dead ball, it would have been... Fourth and ten because of the offsides, and then a dead ball 15-yard penalty after the, after that, fourth and 25. There's, that's the only two assessments in my opinion. Yeah, that, that was weird. I, I even thought, and maybe it's happened before in another game and I haven't seen it before, but I've never seen a touchdown get taken off the board after a review like that. And I understand like what the rule is, but – I've never seen the rule challenged and take a touchdown off the board. That I mean, that oh, you didn't score. They settled for a field goal on that drive, right? And now, tell me, what, what play are you referring I'm to? I'm referring to the Braden Willis touchdown where Theo Wees was uh, blocking that guy, and since Braden Willis was past y- – y- you know the rule. Yeah, I don't need yeah, to explain yeah, yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah. Well – I mean, they got the call right. Yeah, I'm just saying I've never seen that challenged right. before and overturn a touchdown. Maybe yeah. someone else has, but I, I hadn't seen that before. Which, you know, and that's another frustrating play. And, and I don't know who's to blame. Uh, Braden Willis, if, if, the, um, if, the, if the play calls for him making sure to catch it behind the line of scrimmage, so Theo Wees can get that block, then it's on Braden Willis. The other part of it is like, I don't know how that play's coached. I've never seen 
someone go in and just blatantly block like that, it's almost always done where the, the player turns, faces the quarterback, puts his hands up as if he's running a route and gets in the guy's way intentionally, but looks like he's running a route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't know where the mess up is there, but, you know, whatever. It's uh, it's an execution issue, and there were execution issues everywhere. All day. 806 area code, going to a knee is basically treated the same as a quarterback slide. Once yeah. the act starts, player is defenseless, correct? Yeah. yeah it should be. Uh, 580, I believe they waved it off because OU was offsides. Well, that didn't make any sense. The offsides call has nothing to do with the play in the no. end zone. No, it, it doesn't at all. Zero. And if that's the explanation that they gave, well, then they're totally wrong. And I, I don't know. So I guess anytime you get a free play, uh, just it's a free opportunity to go assassinate someone on the it's field. It's like NFL Blitz. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> just play it like it's NFL Blitz. <laughs> Here we go. It's a still literally a free play. You can do anything that you want. Troy Palomalo style. Just play like him, like he did at USC. These right. broadcasters calling the game weren't even in the stadium. They called the Baylor game later on that day. They were calling it from the studio. I didn't know that oh, really. Wow. Boy, huh. did they pick a hell of a day to not be calling it on location. That's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. But Tyler, I I was in a dry radio booth. And I froze. I was freezing the entire time. And I was triple layered. I had, uh, like, my polo on. I had uh, one of those quarter zip, uh, you know, whatever they're called, sweatshirt or whatever. And then I had a big hoodie on over the top. And I froze. Mm. Rough day at the office, huh? I know. I feel bad complaining because... Plank and Gabe and a million other people were out there in the elements, and I was still, still. Uh, Sorry, you you lost me there when you said I feel bad for complaining. I'm like, since when yeah. has that been the case? I know. <laughs> when has that been accurate? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't feel bad. I'm going <laughs> to complain away. It it isn't against the law to smile getting your butts beat, but it does show the meaning of competing lacks in some uh, OU players. I witnessed smiling down forty plus. That caught my eye. Really? Down 40-plus like at the Texas game? I, I guess, and maybe this person is saying that they saw some players smile when they were down 40-plus. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think it should be against the rules, uh, against the law to smile when you're getting your butts beat. Um, not against the law, not against the rules. Um, but, you know, if there was, if there was any – like, that's something that's got to be policed on the team, you know. There's got to be a, there's got to be an overwhelming feeling within the locker room of, like, that doesn't fly around here, you know. And it can't just be one person; it's got to be an entire group. And I, I don't know whether that's there or not. It doesn't appear to be there, but I, I, I don't know. I can't comment about the, the ins and outs and the. The, how the locker room is and how the players interact with one another and how they interact with the coaches, I, I just don't don't see enough of it. Um, I There was something that happened on Saturday that did make me smile. 
And really? I, yeah, I couldn't wait to tell you about it. Yes. So get done with the pregame show, right? And driving to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game there and do the postgame show. So I'm listening to you guys on the radio broadcast, and there's an interview with Coach Switzer. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Sure enough, he's asked about this game, and he gives the uh, – you better have heard this. Switzer gives the, uh, well, you got to stop the run against these guys or they'll beat your ass. Oh, no, I just lost it. Started laughing, like, oh yes, totally, Coach Switzer. I love it. Don't change. he was uh, in fact check provides that Coach Switzer was correct. Uh, well, you better stop the run against these guys. He'll beat your ass. <laughs> like on the All official. Right, talk to you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the stuff. one thing that made me happy from Saturday. Is hearing All him right. say that. Let's hit a quick timeout, Tyler. On the other side, we need to have a discussion. I want to hear what you and the people think about the decision to kick a field goal late in that football game. All right, quick timeout, more from the rush. Coming up, hit us on the text line, 651-3439. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the... It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. What did you think about the decision by Brent Venables to kick a field goal fourth and three at the West Virginia 29, OU's last offensive possession of the game? The 918 says, I get everyone is upset on the field goal attempt, but think about it from BV's perspective. How many fourth and shorts have they missed this year? Anyone remember the KU game before halftime? Fail. So last week, fourth and two, he punts it to Penn Baylor, your one all-conference player punts it in the end zone. Fail. This week tries a 46-yarder with a pretty reliable kicker to take the lead in the fourth on the road. That also failed. No matter what he has tried, they have all failed. So it's hard to get that. Uh, it's hard to get at BV if you ask me. I totally agree. I I I have no problem with the call, and I know there's there's a. A big group of people out there that are, you know, find wanting to find the culprit for the loss and and have some quick easy blame, and like the field goal is, the 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 field goal decision is like there's the culprit. Just make the field goal. Yeah, I I will right? I, I will ask this like the the conditions didn't look great. Was he kicking into the wind, and how stiff was the wind at that time of the game? Oh, I mean, it was – he was kicking into the wind, but, I mean, it, it wasn't – he got he got a ton of leg on it. It hit the goalpost like three-quarters of the way up. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't an issue. You know, I just make the field goal. Sure. Are, are, were the conditions great? No, but, I mean, you, you, you got to execute. That's just – that's what this yeah. game is. I, I, like, I, winning I, teams execute. I will say I was one of those that wanted him to go for it in that spot. And I guess my biggest reason was, I don't know if it's my biggest reason, but you know, one thing I said is, you know, I feel like if the shoe is on the other foot, whether it's Baylor or West Virginia or whoever you've played this year, goes for it in that spot on fourth and three at the 29-yard line instead of kicking the 46-yarder. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we, we've seen so many times where the opposing teams goes for it in that spot and probably picks it up. The strength of your team is the offense, 
And even though they had played really poorly up to that point, I wanted the ball to be in the hands of your best side of the football, which is which is the offense. And they settled for the field goal instead and missed it. Is it whenever they're it wasn't Saturday one for thirteen? It was not Saturday, but I think overall the offense is a better unit than what the defense is. I I agree, but I just you know uh, there is no there is no correct decision there. You know, there's there's not. You you're zero for two converting fourth downs. Like you you cannot risk just in a tie game, not even having a chance to take points right there by getting a fourth down stuff. You just got stuffed for a no gain uh, with Eric Gray on the previous play. I I don't know, man. I um I don't know. I know you can't play it like this either, but I think we saw how that final drive for West Virginia, what happened there. Even if you do make that field goal, they're going to go down and score a touchdown and win the game by four. Most likely, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, it, you know, here's the thing, though. They don't get the ball right there. You at least get a chance to to kick off and maybe pin them inside the 20 or at a minimum they start at the 25-yard line. I guess if unless you give up a another huge big return, I'm gonna say you're just counting out that they don't have a big return you know, on that play. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any problem with it. Here's the thing, man, and this is the, this is the sad fact. No matter what Venables has done, no matter what decision he's made, just like the texture pointed out, go for fourth and goal on the, on the half-yard line before halftime instead of taking the points against Kansas, no matter what he's done, the team has failed him. Yeah. you got to back up your coach at some point. Yeah. If, if, the, if they're going to put faith in you to go for it in a risky situation, yeah, you got to back your coach up at some point, sure. Whether it's the right call or the wrong call or whatever, you make it the right call by going out and executing. And this team, time after time, after time, after time, has not done that. Yeah. And I'm not here to sit – I'm not, I'm not going to act like Coach Venables has been perfect throughout the season. All right? I'm, not, I'm not trying to act like that. I'm just saying that you have to back your coach up. You have to make the call right. And, you know, that's something that you hear all the time in football. Make the call right. Sometimes you get caught in a bad call. They have, they have the perfect blitz dialed up for the run or the pass that you have called, right? Well, you got to make it right by making an exceptional play, a great block, a great catch, a great throw under pressure. Defensively, the same thing. You're hanging on to your ass because, you know, we're, we may be in the wrong call for what they're doing. They're running it on third and eight, and we're dropping eight guys. Well, you got to make it right by rallying and making a play and beating a block and making a tackle. And we fail at that over and over and over. I would say the same thing about Jeff Levy. I in no way think Levy has been perfect this year, and I'm not saying that he was perfect on Saturday. But we got some hate for Jeff Levy on Saturday during the postgame show, and I'm sitting there like, guys, what do you want him to do? Like, He had a perfect play drawn up to Marvin Mims early, and Dylan Gabriel just missed him. And it's a touchdown, easy, walk-in touchdown. He had a perfect play design for Marvin Mims down the field, and his number one receiver just drops it. He has a great play design for Braden Willis, and 
You know, he, he doesn't run the route. Well, uh, there's three touchdowns right there. And, again, I'm not saying that Jeff Levy right. um, was perfect on Saturday, but at some point it's like, dude, like all you can do is draw it up. They have to make a simple pitch and catch, and they weren't able to do that on Saturday. Yeah. Sad. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, here, I looked it up, Tyler. The only – the last time Oklahoma converted at all – on a third or fourth down in that football game was two minutes into the second quarter. There's 13 minutes left in the second quarter. It's a third and two at our own 18, and Eric Gray converted on a run of two yards that, if I remember correctly, required a measurement. Yep. That's yeah. the only conversion the entire Yeah, day. he had a great second effort on that play, if I remember correctly, and he, he, they just, he just barely got it. And this doesn't have to do with anything that you're talking about, but it does have to go back to the offense. At that point, I, uh, I said, you know, because they didn't get points. They had it at first down on, like, the plus side of the field after that, right? And I said, that was a golden opportunity to extend the lead. I hope we're not talking about that drive in the postgame show as a real missed opportunity to move it to a two-score game. And that was, that was the day of the offense. Plenty of opportunities to move it to a two-score game and was really never able to, able to do it, especially that in the second was, half. Yeah, that was the um, – uh, I believe that was the first scoring drive. We kicked a field goal on that drive. That was deep in our own territory and – no, no, you're right. Yeah, you're they, right. they didn't no, score. Yeah, yeah their, their first offensive possession, they had it, I think, on the plus side with the first down, and they did nothing with it. Right. They didn't score anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's just um, the point is there. there is no really good call there. It just just make the field goal, right? You don't execute, you don't make the field goal. Why am I to believe that all of a sudden you would have executed and made the fourth down? Here's a take. The play there is to punt the blanking ball. You've got the best punter in the nation. Trap them inside the 10. It's as simple as that. Oh, God. It it would be worse. I I don't punt the ball there. Mm, I don't know about that. I love that. You know why I love that take? Because it goes directly back to my point. That no matter what decision Venables makes, n- they don't execute, they don't make it right. Why do you say that? Well, because against Baylor, he did execute to punt, or he did make the decision to punt, right? And what happened? What, what the best punter in the in the country do? End zone. Punted it into the end zone. Yeah, I got about 20 yards out of that. Exactly. Yep. No execution. No one cares about doing their job at all right now to at a high level. It's just not happening. Let me get to a couple and, more. And these are guys that can make those plays. For me, I don't have a problem with the field goal attempt. The worst call for me was when West Virginia lined up for fourth and long and we only rushed three. Our pressure has been affecting them all day, and we let them sit back there comfortable and find an open, re- and find an open receiver. Well, you yeah. say an open receiver, but if I remember that play correctly, there were actually three guys around the football. Like, There's no reason – why that pass with Garrett Green should have been completed. I think they were running zone coverage on that play. Yep. That's uh, that like the, the, the three-man pressure, That whatever. I thought that was more about three guys right around the football that weren't in position to make a play. That's what that was about to me. It's, you know, it's a – it's not a hard route. It's, it's just a dig route, a little flat and dig. And, 
you know, the hook player just has to get out. He's got to turn and find the dig and go make a play on the football. We we rushed three, but I we had we had a three man rush with the short spy. So it was really technically a four man. It wasn't a drop eight. It was a technically a four man rush with the short spy because Green had killed us with his legs all day. So they had a spy there, you know, ready to to try and make a play on him should he break the the pocket and try and run for it. So, yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. All right, let's roll through as many texts as we can as we close up hour number one of the rush on this Reaction Monday. This hour is brought to you by Cavens Construction, cavensconstruction.com. Uh, we are playing tentative and are sure something bad is going to happen, okay? Joe and Tulsa said it was raining. Go ahead and go for it on fourth. Also, on third and fourth and short, the opponents are selling out on the run in these situations. So, Levy needs to run play action a few times to freeze the linebackers and keep them honest and not sell out on the run. Remember, getting stopped on three runs at the goal line against Kansas. I And I see what you're saying on that fourth and three. It's, okay, well, Eric Gray's had over 200 yards. Just run the ball. Maybe you do that on fourth and three. But there weren't a lot of things that happened positively on the offensive side of the ball that you knew for sure, hey, this is a money play in this spot. I, I know that we're going to have a good chance to pick this up on this fourth and three because nothing offensively had worked up to that point against a bad defense. So I do I do get that point. Yeah, I I don't know. I Who cares? Right? Who cares? Make the field goal. Just make the field goal. That's all I care about. It's just when you have an opportunity to make a play, make a play, kick the field goal, make it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If Gabriel is QB1 next year, OU will not win 10 games. I don't have confidence this staff will give the best player a chance to start. The best quarterback will be Jackson Arnold. Why would you, why would you think that this staff won't play the best player? Where has that been? Where, where has that shown up anywhere? Where can you point at any time this season to say that this staff is? You can't rely on them to play the best player. That's just a baseless statement, pulled out of thin air, that makes no sense. As is Jackson all. Arnold's a better player. We don't know that yet. Far right from it. Of course. All right. Quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned.